The second chapter of the Torah, the way we have it, begins with the seventh day of creation, which actually is an odd way to divide the chapters. In Jewish tradition, it's clear that the seventh day of creation, and I would say logically, is simply the culmination of the six days of creation. The seventh day is the Shabbat, the Sabbath. God sanctifies and blesses the Sabbath. The first story of creation ends, one might say, with sacred time. That's the Sabbath. It's interesting that in the fourth pasuk, verse number four, the JPS translation is, such is the story of heaven and earth when they were created, and they stopped there. And then it continues, when the Lord God made earth and heaven, and that leads us to the next story. In truth, that division is not reflected in the actual way the Torah is written. The Torah is written with words and spaces. And in the Torah... This is the story of heaven and earth when it was created is the beginning of the second story. And there's a very big difference between those two readings. The first reading suggests that what I told you before is about heaven and earth and now we'll start a new story. Whereas the way the Torah is actually written, what's called the Parshiot, introduces the next story. In other words, what is the relationship between the two creation stories? It is clear that the two stories are very different. Of that, there's no question. But the question is, are they connected to each other or not? Are they simply two distinct, disjunct stories? Or are they in some sense in conversation with each other? I believe, personally, that they're in conversation with each other. The first story is about heaven and earth, the creation of everything. The second story, which I see as a continuation of the first, is not about heaven and earth, but it's about within heaven and earth, there's one particular place. The focus of the second chapter and the second story is a particular place that God, who is called the Eternal Lord, Hashem Elohim, yud Hey vav Hey Elohim, has set aside a separate place for God's beloved creation, namely the human, the, Ad- the earthling, the Adam. Now Adam, who uh, is created in chapter 1, uh, is the capstone of creation. In a sense, the last created thing, God blesses Adam, God blesses uh, the earthling who cre- created male and female, God created them. But it's not actually a story about Adam. The main focus of the story in chapter one, I would not say is Adam. The main focus is all of creation. The second story is about within this all, within this heaven and earth, there's a particular place called the Garden of Eden. In this particular place is placed Adam, Adam. And the description of Adam in chapter 2 is very different from the description of Adam in chapter 1. One of the critical distinctions between these two accounts is that in chapter 2, 
this Adam is a commanded being. Vayitzav. Vayitzav Hashem Elohim Allah Adam Lemar. God commanded, placed upon Adam a command. The Adam of chapter 1 is told about privileges, rights. The Adam of chapter 2 is a commanded being. Secondly, the Adam of chapter 2 is a partner in God's creation. Because in the second chapter, the Torah says, after God says in verse number 18 of chapter 2, It is not good for the Adam to be alone. I would translate Adam as the earthling. It's not good to be alone. As Sego Ezra Kinegdo, I will make a helper, a fitting helper for him. We encounter the words Lotov. It's not good. In chapter one, everything was Tov. There's no Lotov in chapter one. There's nothing that's not good. There's no insufficiency in chapter one. But in chapter two, there's an insufficiency. And God out of the earth, uh, forms out of the earth, Vayitzer, in verse 19, God forms all these animals out of the earth, it's different than chapter 1, and brings them to Adam, and Adam names them, but cannot find an appropriate fitting helpmate. That, of course, is not present in chapter 1, and then, God places upon Adam a deep sleep. From Adam, from the side of Adam, God constructs another human, brings to Adam. And this time, Adam's very excited. Zotapam, says Adam in verse 23. This time is different. Etzemi bone of my bone, basabi b'sari, flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, isha, for from ish, from man, was she taken? So over here, it's interesting. Over here, we have Adam partnering in creation, naming. In chapter one, God names. In the beginning of chapter one, in the beginning of chapter one, God called, in verse number five, God called the light day and the darkness God called night. In verse number eight, God called the expanse sky. God is naming. But in chapter 2, Adam is naming. Furthermore, the division between the human and the divine in chapter 2 is different than chapter 1. In chapter 1, there's a transcendent God, this Elohim. As I mentioned in the last class, there's no sense of opposition. There's no sense of effort. This transcendent God through speech or thought alone creates all. But in the second chapter, we suddenly encounter different verbs which are describing God's action. Vayikach in verse 19, God, verse 15, God takes. Vayitzer is the operative word, to form, to shape. It's different than just bara. Vayapel, God causes a sleep to fall. Vayiven, God builds. So the description of God in chapter 2 is a very human description. The gap between the human and God in chapter 2 is, is small, or smaller. 
a different description of God. And the human's going to dwell with God. The goal was to create a space where the human being and the divine can share the space. The, if chapter one is about, or ends with sacred time, chapter two ends with sacred space. In the Torah, the idea of sacred space, creating a space where God and the humans dwell together, is one of, if not the central idea of the Torah. The human being will surely be banished from this sacred space. And then the search begins for alternative sacred space, which essentially is the story of Genesis and beyond. We'll continue with this story in the very next chapter.